It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jerry Willis. I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. Russian President Vladimir Putin isn't just using the resources of the Russian military to invade and attack Ukraine. He's also weaponizing Russian energy resources to put pressure on the rest of the world. And what you're hearing from the administration is this is the reason we need to speed up uh, transition to wind and solar and electric cars. Others are saying, well, wait a minute, we need an all of above approach. This is the Fox News Rundown. War in Ukraine. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You probably don't think a lot about how the countries of Poland and Bulgaria get their energy, but Vladimir Putin does. The Russian president is cutting off supplies to these countries and demand they pay contracts using Russian currency. The United States is trying to help out with White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying on Tuesday. For the last several months and even prior to the invasion, we have been working to increase natural gas supply and options to European countries that have been reliant on uh, Russia for natural gas supply uh, in anticipation of the possibility of this happening or a decrease in what they're providing. But is this enough? So it's this Russian energy uh, company Gazprom, which is the major uh, energy exporter for Russia, uh, talking related to energy, specifically natural gas. Uh, They say they're making this move because those countries, specifically Poland and Bulgaria, refuse to pay in rubles. Uh, that's that's the reason behind this. Our guest today, Fox Business reporter Edward Lawrence, who's at the White House. There's also that secondary reason where I've talked to a number of experts in the energy markets. And basically, this is a message that I'm being told from Russia to the rest of the world, and specifically Europe, that, hey, we're going to cut off gas. To the, and we're serious about cutting off gas unless you pay us in rubles. Now, the contracts between Europe and Russia are in dollars or euros. That's the way they've been negotiated. Russia needs rubles because sanctions come into play and they can't get or convert dollars uh, and euros into rubles. So that's the reason that Russia needs to have this in in rubles. And most countries in Europe are saying, no, we're not going to pay in rubles. We're going to follow the contract. This is the repercussion from that. So what we're looking at here is Russia trying to soften up some of the sanctions on themselves. If they can get the ruble back up there and deal in their own currency, that is good for them. But it might be tough for some of these European countries because, you know, the ruble has gone down. Have you seen the price of it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's actually recovered. Uh, from from him coming into the invasion in Ukraine, um, you know, which is, which is shocking for many people, but he's been able to stabilize his currency. So, you know, the effects of the sanctions really are not hitting him as much as the world would like to see. Um, you know, this is how he's funding his war, which is the reason he needs these energy payments to come uh, in the form of rubles. Sixty percent of the Russian economy is based off of energy exports. Uh, and this is what he, he is using for, one, his wealth, but two, also to fund this invasion going forward. You know, it is interesting that uh, they targeted Poland and Bulgaria. This is largely seen as a message because those two countries can actually handle the cutoff 
of natural gas and oil from Russia. Poland, over the past two years, has made major investments in infrastructure, uh, specifically a giant liquefied natural gas terminal to be able to handle imports from other than than Russia. So the Poland has actually signed contracts with U.S. companies to import liquefied natural gas to try and get around the reliance on Russia. So these are two countries that actually can handle this, and Russian President Vladimir Putin knows that. But that's why this is that message to that second-tier country like Germany, uh, who can't handle the total cutoff of Russian energy at the moment. They're working to try and do that, but they can't handle it at the moment. So this is that message uh, that he's sending to countries like that. Yeah, it's a huge international chess game here. It's almost weaponizing energy in the name of war going on with Russia's Vladimir Putin. Very interesting move and very interesting strategy. You mentioned Poland buying liquefied natural gas from the United States. What can the United States do, Edward? And is the White House signaling they may do something to try and help these European countries or the European Union as a whole get more energy, maybe from North American assets? Yeah, and I specifically asked this, uh, John. So an NSE spokesperson tells me that they're in touch with Europe. They're seeing this happen. And that NSE spokesperson tells me that, you know, this will help replace Russian gas to Europe, decreasing Europe's dependence on Russia and Putin's ability to use energy to coerce Europe. The White House's feeling is that the U.S. can, with the current regulations in place, handle the additional gas uh, that needs to be exported from the U.S. and oil from the U.S. in order to support Europe. Uh, You know, the end result is we're seeing the higher prices. Um, So this move by Russia to cut off these two countries will not spike gas prices or oil prices, but it definitely puts upward pressure. And that's what we're seeing, oil hovering around $100 a barrel. Um, And that's because mainly it's come down, mainly because China has locked down. So China's demand has fallen off a cliff right now for oil. Once China opens up again uh, because of the COVID issues that they're dealing with, you're going to see prices spike again is what these energy experts are telling me, uh, specifically in oil and gas. Um, you know, so, so it's all kind of intermingled together uh, on how this works. And, and it's one side goes up, one side goes down. But the net result is that oil and, and gas producers in the U.S. would like to see the administration reverse some of the policies and support long term more drilling, more infrastructure for natural gas. That is not happening at this point. Uh, the administration has a three pronged effort. One, they're diverting shipments that are meant for other countries of liquefied natural gas. So, for instance, U.S. is sending a shipment to Brazil. They changed that. They diverted that and sent it to Europe to handle the, the fall off. Then they went over to Qatar or Qatar and said, hey, can you fill, backfill to Brazil this shipment that was supposed to go there? So that's the chess game they're playing, but no change in policies here in the U.S. We're speaking today with Fox Business reporter Edward Lawrence. He's over at the White House talking about Russian energy and how they're leveraging Europe to try and avoid financial pain from sanctions. We have much more coming up next. Yeah, and it makes you wonder long term if this is some sort of a sustainable solution because this war in Ukraine hasn't been a quick affair so far. So you think, well, if Russia is going to start cutting off energy resources to other countries, it could last for a while. And then you have the United States as well with uh, oil regulations and whatnot. So I'm just wondering long term if prices here in the U.S. are going to stay down after China comes out of their lockdown from COVID-19, whereas the supply is going to be a lot less with higher demand there. Is this a long term sustainable solution even with all the energy regulations from the united states and that's an excellent question and and i think a lot of experts would say no it's not a long-term sustainable solution and what you're hearing from the administration is this is the reason we need to speed up 
uh, transition to wind and solar and electric cars. Um, you know, others are saying, well, wait a minute, we need an all of above approach. So we talked to the Alaska governor on Fox Business, and he's been telling us, look, we can just show us that you want to invest in long-term drilling, we can do it safely and cleanly here in the United States uh, and be able to support the rest of the world with that. So, um, you know, know, it's a a tough question, a long-term question, and and many experts are saying, no, it's not a sustainable path long-term. And so much of it really comes down to policy. And so far, the Biden administration has showed that policy and they've come out and said it. They want to switch over to sustainable energy resources to build up the infrastructure and to do it that way. But the problem is, Edward, is that there's major pressure going on right now with this war in Ukraine and, you know, the global energy crisis and problems. And, and that's how and that's how it goes back full circle to the reason Russia was able to make this move uh, and invade Ukraine, because the energy prices uh, the energy policies in the U.S. and Europe made it more reliant on Russian oil and natural gas. Russia was getting a windfall from that. He had a, a, a lot of influence around the globe, first of all. Second of all, he's getting a lot of money in his coffers. So he's looking around, seeing what happened in Afghanistan. He throw that into the mix, and he says, or the withdrawal with Afghanistan, how that played out. He says, you know what, now is the perfect time to go in. Uh, that's, that's what a number of experts, a number of Republicans, too, have been saying, uh, that you look at this time in history, uh, and, and all of these things aligned uh, for the Russian president to go in. And, and it started with the Keystone Pipeline being canceled here in the United States. Really wild stuff, because you think back to when that happens, where we were at that time. You thought to yourself, oh, this this wasn't even on my radar, Russia invading Ukraine, <laughs> or us being in this war, or us having high gas prices, none of that stuff. It was an early decision by the Biden administration. And at the time, sure, there were some for it, some against it, but to me it seemed almost non-consequential, but it actually was very right. consequential. Edward, before we let you go, I do want to wonder and ask you where the European Union is on all this, because if their solution yeah. is to just import more energy resources from the United States. It seems like they seem powerless. Can they do anything to help prop up their own production of natural gas, oil, and whatever products Russia might cut off to them? You know, and it's an interesting dichotomy that you're seeing here. The U.S. not changing any of the policies or regulations in place. In fact, adding new regulations on our energy industry. Europe, European Commission, has decided to remove regulations and speed up projects of infrastructure for pipelines uh, going through Europe. So they're making active choices and changes right now in Europe to regulations and get infrastructure projects moving to remove that reliance on Russian energy. So they are taking the opposite steps. In fact, removing some of the the climate change or the policies in the name of climate change in order to get these projects done and fast-tracked. So it's very interesting to see and will be interesting to see in two years from now where Europe is and where the United States is should we continue down the road that we're going. Absolutely. And it makes me think of some of the major climate change summits and some of the countries who are calling for changes the most happening in Europe. Some of the major activists, Greta Thunberg, European. And now all of a sudden you get a war on, you get all that pressure and things do change immediately. So that's a great point, though, about the long term strategy where the United States will be in a few years from now, energy wise versus where Europe will be as a direct result of this war on Ukraine. If you think the war doesn't affect you, it does. And these are some of the reasons. Edward Lawrence, I could talk to you about this stuff for a long time. We only have a certain amount of time. But thank you so much for your reporting today and for joining us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.